Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Xander and Hanley, ESPN 1000. Father's Day, happy Father's Day. We've got a couple polls on Twitter at ESPN 1000. First, as we uh, just got finished talking with Tyler Aki and a couple segments ago, after taking Patrick Williams' number overall number four in Io, second round, what draft grade does AK deserve? Now, this is what he's already done as opposed to what we hope he is going to do Thursday if you want to jump on and let us know. The, uh, you know, the move or moves that they should be making Thursday come draft day, three one two three three two three seven seven six. But the draft grades are as follows, ABC or fail incomplete. And what's your grade on that one, Brian? Um, I think I, I, I know mine. What's yours? I, I would say C plus B minus. I, 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 um, I'm right there Pat- with you. I'm right there with you because Patrick Williams has yeah. not – shown us everything we hope to see and hopefully there is more to show us well there better be because then you're not <laughs> right. going to be c, c plus uh, you're going to be down in fail territory you're right you're right i mean if joe collie's right that he needs to be pushed two years into an nba career i mean why do you need to be pushed you shouldn't be shouldn't that <laughs> you haven't have done anything happened? yeah, yeah. I mean, you shouldn't yeah. be resting on your laurels here no, you should be no. you know because you, know, you haven't had enough opportunity you should be like, yeah what is he robert quinn what, what's going on <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so i i you know i kind of like the idea of going to get uh rudy because if you're going to stay stay with the core and as tyler said you know you know how much more how demar can he give you you know 35 40 point games on a regular basis like last season yeah yeah we can't count on that i mean no. it'd be nice we didn't even know we were getting that in the first place so no it, it, no it, no it, no you know, it, Right. So you can't really count on that, and you have to plan for the future. Uh, you know, the question is, what is it going to take to get Gobert? I mean, there's all kinds of speculation, but we really don't know what it's going to take to get sure. him. Sure. And that's a big question. 312-332-3776. Also at ESPN 1000 on Twitter, what's the best father-son combo in MLB history? I have a feeling this is going to be a runaway. But we've got Bobby Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey Sr. and Jr., Vlad Guerrero, senior and junior, or other, if you want to uh, throw in a write-in vote for, you know, there's all kinds of other combos. You got the Biggio, uh, Craig and his son. Um, we've got uh, Clemens, Roger Clemens. His son is just, uh, he's a rookie now, so we can't yeah. even put him into the conversation just yet. But the Bichettes, you know, uh, certainly uh, potential. So, the, you know, there have been a lot of father-son combos. And yesterday it was really cool to see, the Contreras brothers face off against each other. And, and with Father's Day and, and, and everything, it was nice to see that the on-field hug before the game and when, when um, Wilson's brother came up to bat, he hugged him. And, I mean, it, you know, that's cool. And if you didn't think Wilson Contreras was a great person so far with the things that he's done, you know, refusing to get – uh, with the press about uh, the arbitration and everything because he knows what happened before. That impressed me. His fire, his passion, his play. I'm a big fan of Wilson Contreras. And to see that, that was a nice human touch. Yes. You know, it, it's, it's, you've seen a lot more of his personality and leadership. And Well, it's and, because the other, the other right. big personalities are gone. Are gone, right? And he is, he's embraced it. And, I mean, you know, hugging uh, Keegan Thompson coming off the mound. I mean, it just it, it just you didn't. I mean, you knew you appreciated what a talent he was, 
Yeah. But this year, you see the the whole complete the baseball person. package, right? Yeah. I mean, you see, you see the, the, yeah, absolutely, the intangibles and everything else. And unfortunately, Jed wouldn't talk about extending him, which tells me they don't want to extend him or they're not going to. And by August 2nd, I would assume he'll be wear, wearing a different uniform. But for yesterday's moment, and good Lord, 40,700 and change, the rooftops were packed. I think the Sun-Times market. Well, that's what a beautiful day does at Wrigley, well, and that's what the Rickards have going for them. Yeah, the uh, Sun-Times did a poll, you know, what's the most important thing for you when you're going to to a, a Sox, you know, Sox game or, or the Cubs at Wrigley when you're going, actually going to the ballpark? And it was, you know, a, a win no matter how, uh, just a good game. Weather, mm-hmm. weather won that poll in the Sun-Times on Saturday, and yesterday was Exhibit A. Because yeah. every rooftop was packed, the ballpark was packed, and it was our best day so far of the summer, right? And, and yep. so it, there you go. Yeah, they, well, uh, again, it, it's it's been a great couple games against the World Series champs. This is not something that's ordinary. This is not something we expected from the Cubs. But the weather's been fine. They've been playing good, you know, for the past couple days. And, uh, you know, again, that's what the Ricketts have going for them. And that's why they don't necessarily need to spend like other teams are big spenders. Because, again, it's that business plan that they have that we talked so much about yesterday on the show. Yeah, it's interesting. I was watching the game, and um, middle of the game, Lorenzo Cain was designated for assignment, uh, the Brewers, now, he's in the final year of his five-year, $80 million contract. But if you look at his numbers, they're almost mirror numbers of one Jason Hayward. Now, Jason Hayward is six years younger than Lorenzo Cain, and he also has another full year left on his uh, owner's contract. But Cain, was, you know, he's 36. He's batting 179, one home run, nine RBI, 43 games. And Jason Hayward is like two, 200, 203, one home run. And, uh, you know, same, you know, yesterday he had a double, a hustling double, and, he, you know, he, he was part of the win, which is great, but he only has 10 RBI, and he has 42 games. The, the, the Seiya Suzuki thing may force a conversation about when Seiya is ready to come back from that finger, and unfortunately everyone thought he would be back last week, and, and the yeah. finger really is taking a long time. After sliding into second, he mangled it pretty good. Um so they don't have to have that conversation now. And my guess is they're not going to have that conversation anytime this year because it's a year and a half of giving them money to walk away versus what the Brewers did. It's still $10 million plus for the Brewers, a smaller market team, obviously, than the Cubs. But they have aspirations of winning something this year. And Lorenzo Cain, he was a stand-up guy yesterday. He, he said, I'm not doing nearly enough to help this team. And he, he saluted everyone and wished them all well and said he'll be rooting for him. It's easy to do when you're going to get your money uh, for going yeah, late. Right. We'll see. Hey, we'll see if anyone takes a flyer on him once he clears waivers. I, I don't know that they will or, or need to. But, uh, you know, who did not clear waivers? Uh, your Mercedes. The Giants picked him up and put him in AAA Sacramento. So he's going to get another shot. Yes. And, and, and yeah, I'm, look, I'm rooting for the kid. After what he did, he, he gave us some excitement last year for a time. I'm rooting for the kid. Yeah, you know, it didn't went and and well here necessarily. Um, but I agree with you with Hayward. They're probably not going to do something, even though they really should. But what's the hurry? Yeah, no, they should definitely. I, I would hope they would have that conversation in the off season and just eat the the rest yeah, of the and contract. I'm saying, I'm saying this season. 
I'm saying yeah, during no, the I don't, season, I don't see likely, it. not likely. No. And, uh, and unfortunately, it, it could go into next season. It could be you know May of next year or June of next year where they say, okay, here's the rest of your money. I, I don't – I mean, they have the money to pay them, obviously. Um, oh, he's, do they, though? Didn't Ricketts lose so much money? Come on now. Biblical proportions. Um, the, the rooftop money yesterday could have probably paid off the rest of that contract. But, right. but Or the Hotel Zachary uh, uh, rates. Zephyr. But I'm, the Hotel the, Zephyr. Is that I, what I, I mean, want to call it? I have no idea why. The Hotel Zephyr. That just sounds like a, a single room only hotel. The Hotel <laughs> Zephyr. Right. And they're like, yeah. Uh, but I, I just – I. You know, Jason is—he's a good teammate. He's trying to be a good leader, but at some point, you're going to want to see some young kids up here, and he's just taking up space. But he's yeah. making a lot of money. What's he got? Twenty-two million, twenty-two million this year, and even more next year. So, hey, if you want to jump on three one two three three two three seven seven six, I mean, what's the play on Jason Hayward? Uh, I think Brian, you've got a great take on it, but uh, if somebody else has. Something to contribute in the Jason Hayward conversation here on ESPN 1000. Jump in here. 312-332-3776. We've got Sox audio to play, and uh, we've got some time here. Why don't we play that uh, post game? I think uh, TLR was involved in talking about uh, about the game in, in which it was a very impressive outing for Johnny Cueto, 7-0. He had a shutout. He pitched through seven. That's the way to go deep into a game. And hopefully other pitchers are noticing and they just – and hopefully uh, Cueto is sharing. Uh, you, you know, he's he seems like that guy that's willing to help some other pitchers and say, hey, you know what, this is how you get deep into a game. This is how you – yeah, you, 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 you do your best, obviously, to get strikeouts. But, yeah, you know, if, if you have to pitch to contact, just make sure you're, you're putting the ball in the right place to give your defense a chance to make a play. So – uh, we've got that audio. Why don't we fire that off here, Jake? Think about his performance Sunday. He came in for go and we won that game, right? So, uh, no, we lost it. But with his contribution to what we're doing, it's just been. Well, it's not, that's, that's not his pitches over career, but he's given us a tremendous lift. What's it like catching a guy with five good pitches? It's it's really fun. Make. Uh makes the hitters uncomfortable. We get in, out, uh, change speeds up. It's, it's really fun. You do the same thing the Yankees, right? You know, here, there. Change of speeds and all with the same very deceptive delivery. I mean, that's, that's artistic. Man. That's just... Pitching at its finest. Everyone's different, but uh, Cueto Cueto likes uh, for us catchers to get on him and make sure he's uh, aggressive with every pitch. uh, I didn't didn't really have to do that much, maybe once or twice today, but he he really pitched his butt off today. That is Sebi Savala talking to uh, Benetti and Stone, uh, you know, talking about catching Cueto. They had some time in AAA when Cueto was working out to get acquainted with each other, and that was also Tony LaRusa, thanks to NBC Sports Chicago for the audio. Yeah, it was super impressive, Brian. Um, it was something that I knew Cueto was capable of, and we didn't know what version of Cueto we would get. Remember, we got him because Lance Lynn was down and we needed another arm, and Vince Velasquez was up. And now, you know, Vince, he I think he's still on the IL, or maybe he's come back now. Maybe he's back now. But you know, he's back the other yeah, night. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, you know, his role in middle relief along with Reynaldo, that's where we need them now. 
And to have Cueto starting and, and being so dominant against such a great team like the Astros, it just really shows there is a road to be able to do this, to go deep in a game. And, and again, I hope, I hope this uh, Cueto performance just really, really resonates throughout the starting pitching staff. And I know they have their challenges. Lucas hasn't been quite the same since COVID. Lance is just getting back, so we need a little time for him to ramp up to reach his potential. Dylan Cease has had some great games, but then the uh, past couple outings, not so not so great. And Kopech, with that, that start last week, that wasn't really even a start. Officially, it was, but with that knee issue. So we look forward to seeing what he's able to do today in Houston. When we come back from the break, Mark, you know, we had a caller a few weeks ago that was just on fire about Carlos Rodon not being here and, and Cueto being here because the Sox went on the cheap in his mind. And yes. uh, we can debate that, you know, look at both the uh, both pitchers and, and they're yeah, both let's doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. Let's do that for sure. We'll do that after uh, we take this break. It's ESPN 1000. Happy Father's Day to everybody who's celebrating. And uh, we hope you have a great day, dads. It's Xander and Hanley. We'll be back to talk about uh, Cueto versus Rodon, and we'll we'll kind of compare to see what's what's going on there, and talk about uh, what you expect for the Sox today as they take on the Astros in Game Three of the set, and that is a uh, ESPN uh, Baseball Night broadcast tonight. So we won't get the local call, but it will be better than Apple TV, Brian. I promise. Guaranteed. We'll be right. We'll be right back. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Oh, Jim, oh, Jim, 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 oh, Jim, 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 that is from American Pie 2. Did you see that movie, Brian Hanley? I saw I saw American Pie. I didn't even know there was an American Pie 2. Uh, Eugene oh, Levy, though. Yeah. Anything is, that he's is, in. Hey, Jake, is 2 better than 1? Uh, I mean, in the rare case, I think so. I, I yeah. love 2, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oftentimes 2 is never better than 1 in a movie, uh, uh, you know, movie sequel situation. But you're right, Gene Levy. I have been a fan of his since STV, SCTV back oh, in the absolutely. late 70s, yeah. early 80s. I'll tell you, SCTV in its day was way better than SNL in its day at that time. Oh, absolutely. Me. I mean, oh, consistently better. stuff out of Canada. Yeah. And, and, and Eugene and, Levy has gone on to be in uh, Blank Creek. Can we even say that? Because sure you can. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. There have been people that said, yeah, you know, that's uh, had, uh, uh, yeah, Shit's Creek. That is the yeah. name of the show. S C H I T T S. Right. But there have been people that have avoided that. But I just spelled it out so I am okay. Yeah, but, I, yeah I, I love that. Gene Levy is going to have that conversation, the the birds and the bees, while you know when he comes in on his son, <laughs> right. and, start, and then, and then gives. Give the visual about how mom and I, well, not so much anymore. <laughs> that, is, that is such a dad move to over-explain something yeah. in a very, very tricky situation. Thankfully, nothing ever like that happened with me and my dad uh, in, in a situation like that. No, we, but, we uh, had if, nine... Hey, if you've had an embarrassing moment <laughs> with your dad and you are brave enough to share with us here at ESPN 1000 on uh, Father's Day, 312 332 3776. 
Yeah, I mean, there, there, uh, are nine, there are nine kids in our house. No, you never have privacy. You couldn't even have that situation in our house because someone was always home. Right, right. And, and in that scene in the movie, I think mom and dad went unannounced to the dorm to visit him at yeah. college, I do believe. So that's another set of problems. Don't give uh, mom and dad keys to where you don't want them to be unexpectedly. Hey, 312-332-3776. You mentioned uh, movies, the, the sequel, better than the original. Uh, this week was the 40th anniversary of Rocky II, which I yep. certainly, most most people, I would believe, think that's better than the original Rocky, which was pretty damn good. But I still think Rocky II it was much more about the humanity of it, right? And yeah. and, and, and um, I think Godfather II is certainly better than Godfather, which was terrific. And then after that, not so much. Yeah, no, you're right. There, there are situations where two is better than one. It just doesn't happen very often. But I think that's a big call on the Rocky movie. It's it really, yeah, it's been that long. Yeah. <laughs> I go to say, yeah, is that really? Yeah. Of course it has yeah, been. Of course, of been course it has yeah. been. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Talk about dads and sports, embarrassing moments of dad. You know, whatever you want to chime in. And talking about the White Sox yesterday, getting that uh, seven to zip win down in Houston. Cueto look made the Astro bats look totally ineffective. And, and as Tony said in that audio, we heard in last segment, it's a combination of mixing up pitches and, and being aggressive and not trying to do too much, you know, pitching to contact if need, but also it's that, it's that windup of his, it's, it's that delivery of his that he varies. That's always been effective for him. Okay. And, and we're going to talk about Johnny Cueto, versus uh, Carlos Rodon in terms of what they brought to the table this year. Yes. Obviously, Carlos banked with the, the with the Giants, and, and the Sox weren't interested in bringing him back, knowing how much money. I think it got $12 million per in a two-year deal uh, mm-hmm. out in mm-hmm. uh, San Francisco. Right. Um, and Johnny Cueto, we mentioned it, his first win yesterday, not because he hasn't been real good, because he has. And and last Sunday, he hasn't really gotten the run support every game, which has been an issue for right. us, obviously. I mean, he's got he's got the two nine five ERA, so he's, he's pitching terrifically, and when and most times out, he did throw seventy seven pitches last Sunday when Kopech felt the the cyst in his knee end up needed to be drained, and and he gets to go tonight. But so he stepped in an emergency situation and gave you what he could do uh, without knowing they was going to pitch that night. He's gone at least six innings in each of his six starts. Okay, so when you look at his numbers so far this year, um, Johnny Cueto is got a 1.3 war. He's 1-3. Again, the record doesn't show you what he's doing. He's got the 2.95 ERA. He's seven starts, six uh, games that he's been in. Um, uh, no, six starts, seven games because he came in and, and, and spelled Kopech. Yeah. He's got a one, which was one... impressive, by the way, too, because he wasn't. He didn't have that much rest. No. He just raised his hand and said, "I'll do it." He's I'll a warhorse. He is yeah. an absolute warhorse. He's got thirty-three strikeouts and forty-two and two-thirds, and his WHIP is one point one zero two. Now, in comparison, Carlos Rodon has been very, very good for the uh, San Francisco Giants. Uh, he's got a two point three WAR. He's six and four, but again, not the ERA is two eight four, so it's not indicative of how he's pitched. He's he's started thirteen games, seventy three innings pitched, ninety one strikeouts in seventy, and that's what Carlos Rodon does when he's healthy. And his mm-hmm. WHIP is not as good as is uh, Johnny Cueto. Not that it's bad; it's just a, a smidge on one point one three seven. 
So the Giants are very happy that they have Carlos Rodon, and I believe the White Sox are very happy that Johnny Cueto, his, they took a flyer on him, and so far he's more than delivered for them. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, with Rodon, we never had a full season, full healthy season. No. With him. So not we didn't his fault. know. And, 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 right, right. Not, not his fault. But the Giants were willing to take that flyer on him for all of that money, and we weren't. So, you know, where would we be if we still had Rodon this year? You know, maybe a couple more wins. But, again, Rodon isn't going to win a game if we don't give him run support, which has been the major problem with the White Sox team. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And so when you can string together singles and doubles yesterday and, and beat up Justin Verlander, you know, more of that, please, right? So, yes, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yep, yep. I, I would say uh, Johnny Cueto no, no is No long run ball, yeah, no, yesterday, which was, uh, yeah, you've got to win in all different kind of ways. But, yeah, Cueto has been a real savior for us. 4.2 million, I'd, I'd say he's earned that already. So Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, obviously he has earned a spot, um, you know, once everybody is, uh, uh, well, we have all our starters now, Um you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how we use him. The most impressive thing was the other day when he just said, I'll, I'll go, I'll go. And and he, there's that guy that you can plug in wherever you need him. And it seems like he is just um, he's a different animal from some of the other ones. He he certainly isn't as fragile as some of the other starters that we have. Doesn't yeah. seem and like it. You, you know, you hope you can if Michael Kopech can go out today and, and mm-hmm. you know, give you five, probably five innings or so. But Oh, let's say six. My, and, or, or seven would be an absolute gift. Well, I'm just given the knee, they're, they're going to be. Yeah, no, no, to... no. Right, 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 right. But let's say the knee isn't isn't an issue and they don't have a cap on him and he's pitching smart and he's not, you know, he doesn't have long innings. I don't know, maybe six. That would be great. But but ultimately to get all of our pitchers six or even seven, because until our bullpen is uh, totally healthy and, and strong and we can rely on everybody, we really, really have to get those starters going deeper. Yeah, no doubt. And and so, you know, Kopech said he's going to feel a little something there, but uh, Tony said it. He's just going to have to kind of wait and pitch through it because – Mm-hmm. He's been cleared, but anytime someone sticks a needle in the back of your knee and you know drains something, you're going to feel it, I, especially when you're trying to throw a hundred mile an hour fastball. Well, that's exactly right, and that you're right. That is going to be his limitation today. But at some point, when everybody has these issues behind them, they just that's got to be the plan. And I know Tony's that guy that would like to, you know, pull somebody out in the fifth if he can, and just keep hitting the bullpen. But we're not set up for that this year necessarily. We've seen that that's not necessarily working for us. No. I mean, health has certainly been a storyline for the White Sox, yeah. but that doesn't explain away, hopefully, what is going to be a 500 record once you win tonight. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah let's count on that win. Uh, hopefully, uh, Kopech can help us get that done. We just need that run support, too. 312-332-3776, up against a break here. We'll come back. We'll take your phone calls. If you want to jump in, talk about uh, any memories with Dad getting you into sports. If you want to talk about the White Sox, what they need to do today. We don't have a lineup yet. Maybe before we get out of here, we'll see what the lineup looks like. But it's big. Yeah, you know, I will say this, Brian. Tony's been – he hasn't been screwing around with the lineup so much lately which, you know, we've been screaming about, and it 
I don't know, he's certainly not listening to us, but, you know, it hasn't been as crazy as it uh, can be. With the injuries, obviously, there has to be uh, adjustments made, but it hasn't been crazy like putting somebody that doesn't deserve it in uh, the first slot in the batting order. And they have is, a 5-1 and one, five and run, one road trip so far. Now the Detroit Tigers are a big part of that, but maybe the consistency okay. lineup. Yeah. Yep, yep, and, and I think it shows. 312-332-3776. Back after this on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. And per usual, checked by the umpire for a four and subs. It didn't find anything, but on his left hand, you can see the umpire. He's wearing a wedding, wedding band. It's one of the rubberized wedding bands. And mouth to the umpire since when as to having to take it off. There was a lot of discussion in the dugout with manager David Bell and others, and we notice now that that wedding band is around his necklace. It's not on his hand. Now, this is all unofficial. This is me just speculating. I believe they had problem with him wearing a wedding band out there. On your glove hand? Okay. Oh, Major League Baseball. Uh, yeah, that's uh, from Valley Sports. It's they're, the, the Cincinnati Reds announcers are speculating, but they were spot on. Graham Ashcraft, the pitcher for the Reds, was wearing his wedding ring, like most of us would do if you're pitching or just getting up in the morning, whatever it would. Right, and, right. and a special rubberized one, which yeah. is different. It's not, And it's on the glove hand. It's underneath the glove. Major League Baseball put out a memo this week. It's not a, a new rule. But it's a rule that someone decided, woke up someday this week and said, you know, we haven't been enforcing rule 6.02C7, uh, um, which says you may not attach anything to either hand, any finger, or either wrist. Umpires will determine if it should be considered a foreign substance, but, quote, in no case, no case may the pitcher be allowed to pitch with such attachment, wedding ring, to his hand, finger, or wrist. And so the umpires went out. And, you know, they were checking for spider tech. And, you know, they tell him to take the glove off. Hey, you got a wedding ring. And that's got to come off. And, and Ashcraft's like, what? He's like, no, you got to take that off. Yeah, how many and, times uh, so, has he pitched this year and that's not been an issue? Well, everyone. I mean, he's the right. first one I've seen. They, someone sent a memo out this week for, for whatever reason. I don't know. And they don't know. But David Bell, the manager of the Reds, maybe not for long, um, said that he remembered seeing the memo this week, but he said, quote, I didn't read, read it super close. So as soon as Graham came off the field, we went and double-checked, and there it is. There is a rule. They just reminded us recently. I don't know if it was a new one or a reminder. It's an old rule, but someone decided they needed to start telling pitchers to take the wedding rings off because under no circumstance shall you have an attachment to either hand, any finger, or either wrist, No, even if it's underneath your glove. And – I guess they, you know, were telling them, uh, you know, spider tack can uh, can stick to your wedding ring, and then it sticks to the baseball. And I mean, really, this is you talking about minutia. That that, that yeah. yeah. So he puts the wedding ring on his very expensive chain because he still wants to believe hey, that he's could honoring I, could I put his it here, commitment. Ump? Can I put it over here, Um? Yeah, can I, can can I have a, a suggestion where to put it? No, you don't do that with your <laughs> wedding ring. I mean, can you imagine? Well, look, it's almost like there's a quality control in Major League Baseball. And they, they had a, you know, it was a down week. And they're like, oh, you know what? We could do this. 
Hey, that rule 602. Remind people of this. This will take some time. I'll put a memo out to everybody. Let's uh, yeah. send a note out to all the ups. Remember, let's do this. Yeah, it seems a little um, petty. Uh, it's was some in, hand, but yeah, yeah some, I hope Theo wasn't bored and say, you know, that rule 6.02, parenthesis, somebody parenthesis C, parenthesis C7. Yeah. You know, how are we letting that get by? Well, you know, we're sleeping on while the guys are out there wearing their wedding rings. Let's do something about that. Isn't there bigger problems? Isn't aren't there bigger fish to fry, so to speak, with Major League Baseball there, Brian? You would think so. I, I you would think so. I, I don't, uh, you know. But these poor umpires are out there now, telling you, yeah, the, the ring got to go. Now I, I've covered athletes that would take that ring off immediately on the road, and, and you can figure out the rest. But an umpire didn't tell them they had to do it. Um, so that's you just, know, uh, it, it's interesting there. Were, you know, when they cut away to commercial and the pitchers coming off the mound, yeah. The past couple days in Houston, it looks like nobody's checking the pitchers. And I meant to bring this up, and I'm glad that I remind uh, I was reminded to do that with this segment. And, and again, they cut away, and, and they could after they cut away. But it looked like Cueto one time got pretty close to the dugout, and I didn't see anybody checking him. So. If that's the case, it certainly does seem like there's uh, an incredible amount of inconsistency. Yeah, because they're supposed to check every half inning, right? So they should, they should, and and up until, like I said, up until uh, you know these two games in Houston, I'm always watching for that, and I, I'm always seeing it. But it, it seems like that maybe hasn't been in the the case in Houston. But again, when they cut away, you're not seeing everything. Maybe they're catching them right before they go into the dugout. Yeah, you know, it, it it reminds me of a data movie reference, Naked Gun, when Leslie Nielsen's out there, you know, patting down the picture yes. and finding yeah. you know hammers and nail uh, nail files, and it's Enrico Palazzo. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, way ahead of his time, wasn't he? Well, wasn't yeah. yeah that that's that was outstanding stuff. I mean, you have you keep Star Wars. I watch Naked Gun all day. Oh no, no, an airplane. Naked Gun is. Uh, I'll I'll watch I'll watch those silly. Uh, Leslie Nielsen movies anytime before Star Wars. I'm yeah. I'm in that club too. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. So I wonder if they're going to come up with another obscure rule and then start enforcing that next week. I wonder if that's their uh, marching orders, one a week, to just kind of dig up and and uh, make sure that everybody's on the same page. Send out those well, memos, I, MLB. Ikea, man. I mean, first of all, I assume like today. Like, is every manager or pitching coach telling their guys who are starting, the ring's got to come off? So, you know. I, I would uh, imagine so. Yeah, because it wasn't, they just weren't picking on uh, Graham Ashcraft. There was like, you know, and, and by the way, you we played the cut from Field of Dreams, the terrific movie, you know, you want to have a game of catch. Um, the Reds and Cubs are in Field of Dreams game this year, right? And you really, you, you can never top what we saw with the Yankees and Sox last year. It was so, no, so well this done. Is, this I'm, is, yeah, this is going to be a big fall off as far as matchup goes. But, right. I mean, it, it, it's almost, it should have been a one-off, but I get because they built it up out there and they want to attract tourist money and everything else. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be enough Cub fans and Red fans to get in the car and go. But for those of us watching at home, you could not hit, not have scripted that anything you know better from the entrance coming through the corn stalks, Kevin Costner, the whole thing, and then a terrific game on top of it. Yeah, well, they're both 
They're both AAA teams right now, right? So it will yeah, be, might as uh, well have the Iowa Cubs show up there, right? <laughs> right it's a shorter right. trip. Yeah, three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're going to wrap it up uh, coming up at noon here. So one more segment to go. We've got we've got Twitter polls to wrap up on this Father's Day. And uh, again, if if you want to uh, join us uh, before we get out of here and share any kind of sports moments with your dad. Inspiring you to love sports, to play sports. Uh, maybe your dad, you watch your dad play sport. You know, get involved in sports himself. Uh, Mitch had a great call last last um, hour, a very touching call. So if you want to remember Dad on ESPN One Thousand, or you want to celebrate Dad because Dad's still around, uh, spend every day with him, and you know, tell us your plans today. We're here for you. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll wrap up those polls. We'll set up the Sox game. Hopefully we'll get a lineup here within the next 15 minutes. Cubs are playing today against the Braves again at Wrigley Field. We'll take care of all of that and more here on ESPN 1000. Xander and Hanley will be right back. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Oh, my God. What? What is it? Field of Dreams on today, Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. Brian, I am happy to say my son brought his mitt. I have my mitt. Terrific. We've got a we've got a, a, a nice big yard here, and we're going to have a catch today. That's terrific. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you kept the old mitt. Um, oh, yeah. I, I did, and it's not one from the uh, you know the early 1800s or 1900s. It, <laughs> it's from the, the pan- 70s. It's great. Actually, I, I've one. got yeah. I've, yeah, I've got I've got my one from the 80s, which is so broken in. It it's it's ridiculous. But you save that stuff if you're a sports fan. You save that stuff. Sure. Uh, we're on here at uh, noon, so let's set up uh, what's going on baseball-wise for this Father's Day. Cubs and Braves at Wrigley Field, one twenty start time. Kyle Hendricks on the bump for the Cubs uh, and on the bump for the Braves, the lead singer of Jethro Tull, Ian, Ian Anderson. Anderson. Yes, Looks with like a 4.1 um, ERA. He, he'll yeah. has, you know, but the ump will not let him bring the flute on the mound. <laughs> No flute. Uh, no flute. And Kyle was pretty good uh, last time out before the bullpen absolutely imploded. Uh, you know, five innings, four hits, one earned run, six strikeouts, no walks against the Padres, and then uh, the the roof fell in on Tuesday. They were up four nothing, and they lost whatever twenty seven to two or something. Oh, uh, twenty seven four. <laughs> um, but the starting lineups for today: Christopher Morrell continues to be a, a great contributor uh, this year. He's leading off, playing center. Wilson Contreras is going to DH, bat second. Ian Happ is going to be in left, batting third. Jonathan Villar moves from third to second and will bat cleanup. Patrick Wisdom over to third base, batting fifth. Nico Horner at short. Jan Gomes behind the plate, batting seventh. Jason Hayward trying to earn some money today, getting a start in right field. And Alfonso Rivas is going to be batting ninth and playing first base. And Kyle Hendricks, rough season, two and five, four nine five ERA. But had a nice outing last time on Tuesday, and hopefully he can. Uh, boy, if they sweep the Braves, who saw that coming? I didn't. 
But no, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that just goes to show every day is its own new proposition. Anything can happen. And uh, they've already won the series. So let's see if they can go for the sweep. Michael Kopech on the mound for the White Sox. He's one and two. Uh, he, I should say he's two and two with one point nine two ERA, 51 strikeouts. And we've got Christian Javier on the mound for the Astros. He's a right handed pitcher, three and three, three point two R ERA. Uh, th- a 3.20 ERA and 63 strikeouts. The game time is 6.08 in Houston, and we will get the uh, pregame with Connor McKnight at 5.30. Here on your home for the White Sox, ESPN 1000. We hope for a uh, solid outing for, for Kopech. Dealing with that knee injury that he had last start, it was uh, kind of touch and go to see if he was going to be on the mound this week or this weekend as they projected. Sunday would be the day, and it turns out, he is. So we hope that uh, he can work uh, smarter, not harder, and get as deep as they'll let him go without compromising that knee, Brian. We've got a couple of Twitter polls at ESPN 1000. We're going to wrap up with Jake here. First of all, talking about the Bulls, we've got the uh, draft on Thursday. Looking back on the Bulls after taking Patrick Williams, no, number four overall, and Io second round, what draft grade does AK deserve Last time. And then uh, next week, we'll talk about uh, what he deserves for this year's draft. But uh, we've got ABC or fail incomplete. What do we got, Jake? Uh, I think Twitter World uh, aligned with y'all's minds because it's B with 63.1%. Uh, and then A with 24.5%. C with 66 Fail with the 5%. Okay. And what what's your grade, Jake? I give it a B. B minus. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm with C+ Brian, plus, too. Think, yeah. yeah. I th- You're I think a math fan, though. Right, I assume. Yeah, I'm on cloud nine with Christian Wood right now. So, <laughs> and we also have the other Twitter poll at ESPN 1000. What's the best father son combo in MLB history? Again, I expect to run away with this, but uh, Bobby and Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey Jr. and Senior, Vlad Guerrero Senior and Junior, or other if there's any writing votes. What we got there, Jake? Yeah, we got a couple. Let me shout out a couple comments on. Uh, yeah. It's not even close. It's Bonds. So several people said that. Uh, but the poll said otherwise because Kenny Griffin Sr. and Jr. took it all the way with 63%. It just ran well, away. I, because Barry tainted Bobby with the with the steroids. I mean, I assume that, that some old school people See, are See, and, and, and that's, that. that's my point of view. I love Bobby Bonds. He spent time with the White Sox when I was a kid. I love Bobby. And Barry was such a complete turnoff as a person. Oh, I dealt with him. He was oh, you and Cap, and 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 just from my vantage point as a fan that had no access to him, he was offensive. And 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 that was you know that was before we knew the the stuff. Yeah, yeah, he he grew the tree stump for a neck, but just denied everything. I yeah, I I thought it was going to be runaway with them, but you said it was runaway with the Griffey uh, father son combo. Yeah, I was a runaway with that. And then in second is Vlad Guerrero Sr. and Jr. with 19% and Bobby and Barry at 16. See, I thought, I thought, that's not I thought most yeah. people would go with the Bonds. I really, really did. That's why I thought it was going to be a runaway. But I'm glad to see because that does affect me. And I think the, the, uh, the Griffey father-son combo, I remember Ken playing with the Reds, the big red machine. Obviously, Jr. was a fabulous player. And the Guerreros... You know, that's a story yet to be told. We know what Vlad Sr. has done, and Junior's tearing it up. I mean, you know, that's going to be one hell of a combo. It already is. Yeah, no doubt. Again, it's just I think the the Barry, you know, 
getting involved after McGuire and Sosa started paving that road, he decided he was going to be left down the road for some reason. Even though he was putting up Hall of Fame numbers without, he just felt like, well, they're getting all the attention, so I'll go ahead and do it too. And, you know, so I think Bobby's paying the price for that, at least in our Twitter poll. Yeah, You know, and, and Bobby was such a nice guy. I've always wondered if Bobby was just kind of shaking his head at his, at his son. We'll never know. But what's your favorite or not so favorite story about dealing with Barry Bonds on the beat, Brian? Well, I mean, it's just, it, it was, it's, it was, if you had to talk to him at all, he, he'd cut you off. You were 10 feet from him. He would just start, you know, he'd start screaming at you sometimes. I mean, the anger was unbelievable. Unprovoked? Yeah, absolutely. He saw That's it coming. Roid like, rage. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was before, you know, any hint of that stuff, but that he kept, that's how he kept everyone at bay. I mean, maybe if he was doing it, then he figured if he, if I don't allow you to ask any questions, you know, he'll set I, the tone he, and then he won't have to be bothered. Right. I mean, but you, you try to approach him in the clubhouse and you got within like oh, 15 feet of him, he'd start cursing, like get the, get blank away from me, you know, whatever. I mean, I was like, okay, have a nice day. And he wasn't nice to fans either. It wasn't just sports writers. He was no. not nice to fans as well. And that <laughs> is, that is a, uh, you know, that's an obvious problem. And hey, in well, Major you know, League, look, I don't think really had rules, uh, you, you know, stringent rules about dealing with fans. I mean, it, you know, they, I know that they do have rules because that, that just sours the product for people, right? Well, you know, it, it, even guys like Carlton Fisk, when he was with the White Sox, we went to Fenway for the first, his first time back, right? It's a layup note we're all going to do. Carlton, you know, what's your you know favorite memories of being, and he acted like we were from Mars. And he just basically told us to, you know, blank off and turn around and walked away. And I was Jeez. like, really? I mean, okay, have a nice day. I mean, just yeah. some people are just miserable just for yeah. the sake of it. And, and and they seem to just relish in it. Yeah. White Sox uh, pregame with Connor McKnight at 530, first pitch on ESPN 1000. Uh, just after six, Michael Kopech on the mound trying to go for a series win in Houston. Can you believe it? Yesterday was uh, nice to see, and we hope for more of the same today. Brian Hanley, thank you uh, for hanging out with me again this weekend. Happy Father's Day to everybody who are dads. Uh, Jake, thank you for producing, and we will see you again next week. Let's hope for another Cubs win and another Sox win. Happy Father's Day, everybody. It's ESPN 1000. Ah, man. Hey, Dad. Oh, what happened to you? Got bitten ass today, son. By a stinking ass filthy dog.